Hey everyone, welcome into Yelling from the Couch. This is a week six pick'em from the NFL. I'm Brent Humphreys, joined by my co-host Gage Bertovich. Gage, how's it going? Doing good, my man. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, both our teams last week got the, some big wins for us. Uh, so back in that AFC North race is starting to get a little tight. And, uh, we're getting here close to the middle of the season. Uh, things are picking up. Yeah, if you would have told me, you know, even at the beginning of the season or a couple weeks ago that, you know, the Steelers would be tied atop the first place in the AFC North, I would have told you you were crazy. But I don't know if that's um, a testament to maybe how good the team is or just how bad AFC North has started out. I'm not really too sure. Yeah, the Ravens have probably looked like the best team, but last past Sunday they did not look that great the Steelers defense put it to them and uh defense looked pretty good for Pittsburgh and shut Baltimore down yeah it's one of those classic Baltimore Pittsburgh matchups you always know it's going to be a good game you just never know year by year who's actually going to win it absolutely uh so last night there was a game to start off week six it was the Denver Broncos falling to the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, 19-8, to in what was an absolutely boring game from start to finish. Kansas City had uh, one touchdown, four field goals, and Denver had one touchdown, two-point conversion. Mahomes threw for 300 yards. Kelsey had 124 receiving yards, but they only hit the end zone one time, and it was just a snooze fest of a game. Gage, what did you think of this game last night? Yeah, you mentioned those stats a little bit from Kelsey and Mahomes. You look at the other side of the ball, Russell Wilson didn't even throw for 100 yards. And like you said, they had that one touchdown pass. If you look just at the stats offensive-wise for both teams, you would have thought Kansas City rolled away with this game. But for whatever reason, Denver's uh, defense was able to play those uh, bend-but-don't-break situations. And, you know, they actually played pretty well, only allowing 19 points to the Chiefs. And yet you look at this offense and it's like, can you guys do anything? Hello? Wake up, maybe? <laughs> yeah, the, the Denver defense stepped up, you know, definitely didn't give up as many points as they have in other games this year. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it looked like the Denver of last year. The offense was kind of struggling a lot, but the defense would keep them in games. And, you know, they got down to where it was 16 to 8 in the fourth quarter and, you know, kind of had a shot, but they never really felt in it. And you felt Kansas City, when they got the ball back, was going to go down and score. And that's what they did. So just one of those games. But it did look like the Denver Broncos of last season and not the Denver Broncos of earlier this season where they was giving up 70 in a game. <laughs> And it's one of those things that you look at and you're like, wow, you, you wouldn't imagine Russell Wilson, for example, to come from uh, Seattle in that huge trade, come over to Denver and act like he's never played football before. I mean, this guy, he looks like Paxton Lynch out there, who used to be with the Broncos. I mean, he's just so bad in the Denver system that I don't know if Seattle was the only place he could succeed or what it is, because, you know, you even got the, the different head coaches this year with Sean Payton in Denver, and he's still not playing like he could. He looks like he's washed up and looks like that his time is over with. And like you said, it looks like he has forgotten how to be a quarterback in this league. Time will tell 
we'll see. But so far, not good for the Russell Wilson era in Denver through a year and a half almost. Not at all. And it seems like Seattle made uh, their trade at the perfect time. Absolutely. So we'll get into our pickums starting off this Sunday, 930, the NFL Network. The Baltimore Ravens will take on the Tennessee Titans in the international series from London. The third straight week, the NFL is live from London. Baltimore Ravens are a four and a half point favorite. Gage, who do you like in this matchup? After seeing last week, uh, both the Ravens get upset by a divisional game against Pittsburgh, like we mentioned, and then the Titans also losing a divisional game against the Colts. Um, both teams, they've shown signs of promise, but they really haven't been able to execute, even though we said the Ravens look like the best team in the AFC North. After watching them a couple weeks, I almost want to say that they're not, and it goes back to your Cincinnati Bengals. I think they're the best team right now. Um, the last time Lamar faced the Titans, and I believe it was his only time ever facing Tennessee, uh, was in the 2021 playoffs when Lamar had over 170 passing yards and 120 rushing yards, and they ended up winning that game. I think Lamar kind of gets back to where he was. His receivers are actually able to hold on to the ball this week. Give me a Baltimore on this one. Give me the points. I'm going to agree with you here. I'm going to take Baltimore. I'm going to take the points in this one. Baltimore struggled last week, but, of course, you can't really go by that because of the game that it was. It's always a slop fest with those two teams. Drag it out, you know, you know, punch fest, you know, whatever. Just dirty, <laughs> dirty, ugly game every time. Kind of like that sentence I just had. But the Tennessee Titans have won two games this year. And they've looked really good in those wins against the Chargers and against the Bengals. Aside from those two games, they have not looked very good at all. I think that that'll be the case this Sunday. I don't think that they'll be able to beat the Ravens. Ravens will will win this game in London, and they will cover. The first 1 o'clock game Sunday will will be the Washington Commanders facing the Atlanta Falcons. In Atlanta, Atlanta is a two and a half point favorite. Gage, who you got in this game? Coming into this week and just looking at the matchups that there were, um, what are we in week six now? And I think this was the hardest week to make the pickums on. But to go on top of that, I think this was the hardest game of the week to pick. Um, just based on how bad yet sometimes successful both of these teams have been. You know, both Washington and Atlanta, they've both shown that, you know, we do have some promise here. We do have some superstars, offense, defense, special teams. Our coaching staff sometimes does know what they're doing. Um, I don't expect this to be a good game at all, but I think the Falcons have the advantage um, on the defensive side of the ball. I think they have some very underrated players on that team. Um, I also think they try and get Kyle Pitts. Uh, back involved in the passing game as he should be. Um, yeah, give me Atlanta on this one and the points. I'm also taking Atlanta. The Commanders absolutely were embarrassed last week at home on Thursday night to the winless Chicago Bears and looked just absolutely horrible. Washington, the week before playing Philly, as close as they did, and coming out and laying that stinker on Thursday night. Atlanta Falcons, on the other hand, won this past Sunday. 
Desmond Ritter is undefeated in college and in the NFL at home. This game's at home. I think the streak will continue for Desmond Ritter. The Falcons will win, and they'll cover in this one. Before I go to the next game, I forgot to mention our picks from last week. I went 6-7 and seven for the first time this year under 500 for an overall record of 42-31 and 31 for the season. So I'm still good on that. Gage, you went seven and six, bringing your record to forty-one and thirty-two for the season. It, it so makes, last week was it makes it interesting right. too because last week we talked about how we had three different matchups that were different. I would love to go back and listen and hear who was right and who was wrong on those ones. Well, I'll tell you, I was completely wrong on the Patriots beating the Saints. <laughs> and beat, the way it was, well, that was not happening. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did not do that. No, and uh, I think you picked the Cardinals over the Bengals, so that was one there. But uh, yeah, so right now we're we're both you know sitting pretty good above five hundred. But uh, yeah, that was our first one where it was you know first one where I was under five hundred, and uh, yeah, but yeah, that's what we was last week seven and six for you and six and seven for me, so. We'll see how we do on this week's here. (laughs) Hopefully better. Hopefully better. So, speaking of the Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings, who are one and four, that's also a pick I missed last week. I picked them to upset the Chiefs. Might might have got that one wrong. Uh, They travel to Chicago to face the one and four Chicago Bears. Minnesota is a three-point favorite. Gage, who you got? Uh, we just heard the big news here this past uh, week that the Vikings lost Justin Jefferson to IR. Um, Going to be out at least four weeks, could be longer, depending on how his recovery goes. Um, the Bears, we recorded last week's episode during Thursday Night Football. and it was, I believe it was before halftime, and you had made the comment that uh, yeah, the Bears are going to run right with this one. And I said, oh, you just jinxed the Bears. And there came a time in that game where I thought that was going to come true. Watching it, I think it was a seven-point game at one point in the second half. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is going to come true. And then the Bears just pulled away. Um, uh, This one, another hard one to pick. Defense has just been so abysmally bad this year. Uh, Chicago, they've had their moments. Obviously, um, Justin Fields and DJ Moore are connecting on another level right now. Three touchdowns last week between the two. I'm going to take Chicago on this one. I'm going to take the underdogs. And, of course, with that being said, they cover the points. I am going to agree with you on this one because Justin Jefferson is out. Minnesota has went 1-4 and four without him. They were in that game last week against Kansas City up until he went out in the fourth quarter. But the Bears last week looked so much better. And I think that some of that preseason hype that they were getting on Justin Fields, maybe they start to turn around. Maybe they found something last week between him and DJ Moore. Like you said, the Vikings defense is not that great. I don't know if they'll be able to cover DJ Moore, especially if Fields is getting the ball to him early and often like he was last week. Give me the Bears in this one. In the upset, I'm riding the Bears train for this week at least. 
And then another thing to point out about this game is um, the Bears' top three running backs are all out for at least this week. Um, Khalil Herbert, their starter, is put on IR today. And then they're also out without Rashawn Johnson and Travis Homer. So their uh, running backs one and two this week are likely going to be uh, Donta Foreman and Darrington Evans. So that could also play a factor, but I'm still going to roll with the Bears. Don't forget, RB1 is the guy taking the snaps back there, Justin Fields. That is also a fair point. <laughs> uh, the next game on the on the 1 o'clock slate, the Seattle Seahawks travel to Cincinnati to face the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are a three-point favorite. Gage, who you like in this matchup? Uh, you just brought up a little bit ago that I did, in fact, pick the Cardinals last week over the Bengals, and man – did the Bengals prove me wrong having Jamar Chase who <laughs> said it um, before the week that he's always open and then after the game posting a picture of 7-11 because they're always mm-hmm. open I think he is in fact always open after having three touchdowns and an absurd amount of yards last week uh, Burrow looked like his signature self I wasn't too sure if he was still uh, 100% healed from his calf injury but I think it's safe to say he's pretty good to go now. Uh, Seattle, though, they're sitting at 3-1, and one, coming off a bye week. But since he plays the way that they did last week, I don't think there's any way that Seattle can beat them. Give me the Bengals, and I think they cover. Seattle's got a high-powered offense coming into this game against the Bengals. Seattle had the week off last week. They're coming into Cincinnati. But Cincinnati... Got it right last week, finally. Joe Burrow said he was 100% over the calf injury before last week, and I said, prove it. Before I say anything, he's got to prove it. He went out Sunday. He proved it. Jamar Chase said he's always open. He's always blanking open. and <laughs> He's like a 7-Eleven. And sure enough, he set the franchise record for catches last week in the game. So Joe Burrow and him getting in sync and getting things going, this could have been the turnaround game for the Bengals that they needed. I think the momentum will continue this week. Bengals will get the win before they go into the bye week next week. Bengals will win. Bengals will cover in that one. The next matchup, 1 o'clock game, the red-hot San Francisco 49ers go to Cleveland to face the Cleveland Browns. The Niners are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, who you got? I said it last week, and I will say it again until the 49ers prove me wrong. I think they are the best all-around team in the league, and I, like I said last week, I don't know if there's anybody that can beat them, even with having a Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. Purdy has played out of his mind this year. He has the best quarterback rating in the league among all qualifying uh, quarterbacks and the best touchdown to interception ratio. And I believe that's like 10 to zero in the league. Um, The Browns on their side of the ball, they have question marks all around right now. Um, Deshaun Watson earlier today confirmed he has rolled out for the game and that instead of starting uh, their Dorian Thompson Robinson or whatever that rookie's quarterback name is, um, they're rolling with P.J. Walker this week, who mm-hmm. I don't know if they just signed him, if he's been on the team, 
but the only kind of memorable moment I have of PJ Walker is his connection with DJ Moore in the one Carolina game that I forget who it was against, but it was some Hail Mary to win the game. Yep. I think the Niners defense is going to eat up PJ Walker to the point to where they might have to put the rookie quarterback in and bench Walker. The 49ers on this, and you, it's funny because you said the point spread was nine and a half. When I when I was writing this out, I wrote down 49ers by at least 10. So I think they cover. I'm going to agree with you. I'm not picking against the Niners until they prove me wrong. Brock Purdy the other night was just spot on. One of the best performances by a quarterback that I've seen this year on Sunday night football in the dismantling of the Dallas Cowboys. They just beat them down 42-13. to 13, And the Niners are just – pretty much unstoppable. I don't know anybody that's going to be able to stop them except for maybe themselves, like last year with the quarterback situation. The Browns, without Deshaun Watson coming off a bye week and turning to P.J. Walker, uh, I also remember him as a former XFL star, and that's how he got his break uh, with Carolina. And like you said, the one memorable play he had was the pass to D.J. Moore. Don't see any of that magic this week because it won't be that close for it to come down to that. San Francisco wins. San Francisco runs over uh, Cleveland, and uh, they cover. Speaking of Carolina, our next game, the winless Carolina Panthers travel to Miami to face the Miami Dolphins. Miami's a 14-point favorite in this game. Gage, who do you like in this matchup? Uh, Being winless, I don't think the Panthers could ask for much of a harder matchup this week to try and get their first win. Although, a little bit news also earlier this week, another injured person, um, the Dolphins with their breakout rookie, that running back Devon Aching, he's out for at least four weeks, also put on the IR. But from what we saw in the beginning of the year from uh, Raheem Mostert and what he was able to do in the running and uh, passing game, I don't think they'll be missing much. Um, obviously Mostert's going to be running back one. And then I believe Jeff Wilson Jr. Maybe will be a uh, running back two. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to uh, lose much in that sense. The Panthers, like we said, still looking for their first win. I think that'll continue. Give me the Dolphins. Give me the points. I totally agree with you in this one here. The Panthers haven't won all season. Uh, they're going to Miami and Miami's missing a chain, but like you said, Mostert's playing. You still got Tyreek Hill. Still got Tua. Still got, uh, you know, just keep naming the weapons. Uh, Waddle. I mean, just it just goes on and on and on. Uh, Chase Claypool. I mean, you got everybody. You got the big stars down there in Miami now. You know, with the trade that they made last week. Yeah, you know, I don't think you could say Chase Claypool and say that. <laughs> They have uh, the big stars down there. It's kind of like one of those, one of these things just doesn't belong here, and I think he's the odd man out in that sense. What, which one of these is not like the other, but <laughs> doesn't matter. The Dolphins are still going to win this game, and I think the Dolphins are going to cover this spread of 14. The next 1 o'clock matchup, the Indianapolis Colts travel to Jacksonville to face the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are actually playing in the States this week and not in London. Jacksonville's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, who you got in this matchup? 
The Jaguars surprised everyone last week in their second London game in as many weeks with a huge upset over the Buffalo Bills. Um, although Trevor Lawrence, he's still continuing his streak that I brought up last week of games with one or less touchdown passes. Um, but on the Colts side, they're going to have to roll without Anthony Richardson for an extended amount of time. So it's going to be Gard- Gardner Minshew mania time. And I don't know if I could trust Minshew. Um, I'd like to think I could because of the uh, spark that Minshew has provided in games that he has started. But you also look at, say, the running game and Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Jonathan Taylor was active last week, but you wouldn't know it looking at the stats. Um, so you don't know who's going to get a majority of the carries. You would like to think it would be Jonathan Taylor, but we just don't know. Um, with that being said, I think Lawrence breaks that streak this week of one or less touchdowns. And I think he throws for at least three in this game. And I also think the Jags beat the Colts. The Colts last week come off of a victory over the Titans after the Titans had beaten the Bengals the week before. The Jaguars had a huge win over Buffalo, which hardly anybody saw coming. This week, the Colts traveled to Jacksonville with, like you said, Gardner Minshew as the quarterback. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick the upset in this one. Give me the Colts to go to Jacksonville and upset the Jags. Jags are coming back from London after being over there for two weeks. Maybe not completely back in the States yet. I don't know. We'll see. But give me the Colts in this one. Upset city. The next 1 o'clock matchup, the last 1 o'clock matchup of the week, New Orleans Saints travel to the Texans to face – they travel to Houston, Texas, to face the Texans. New Orleans is a two-point favorite. Gage, who you got in this matchup? C.J. Stroud, he's been balling this year. He is one of only two quarterbacks to not have a turnover. And I – I want to say he's on three weeks now of not getting sacked at all. I could be wrong on that. I know he was at least two. I'm not sure if he got sacked last week, but I'm going to say three because it sounds a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, The rookie is super surprising, especially, you know, the the history of Ohio State quarterbacks in the league. Um, He might be the best one to come from OSU. Ah, man, the, the Saints, on the other hand, they're... Their offense, you look at the names on it, and you're like, oh, man, this team should be phenomenal. But they really haven't been. Um, and it's kind of weird to say because everyone thought Derek Carr, you know, going to a new home, everyone thought he would be, you know, back to his prime self. And that just doesn't seem like that's been the case this year, even though, you know, their defense helped a tremendous amount last week in blowing out the Patriots. I think the Texans get the upper hand on this one. I'm going to take the underdogs on it. Give me the Texans. C.J. Stroud was not sacked last week, so you are correct with your three-game streak of not being sacked. I am going to go with the Saints in this matchup. Uh, they just they beat down the Patriots last week. I know C.J. Stroud, Nico Collins, I bring that combination up every week for the Texans. They've been impressive, fun to watch. Those two guys go and do it. But I just feel like the Saints are going to come in and they're going to beat them. Two-point favorite. I think they win by three. 
Give me the Saints in that matchup. We go to the 4 o'clock games. The New England Patriots travel to Vegas to face the Las Vegas Raiders. Vegas is a three-point favorite. They uh, just come off of a Monday night game that was also another snoozer. Not a very good game at all uh, in the win over the Packers. But, Gage, who do you like in this matchup? Yeah, we just got done talking about the Patriots and how they got absolutely slaughtered last week. But the Raiders really haven't been much better this season. With Garoppolo at quarterback, you can expect at least one turnover from him uh, every game. Um, You know, you go back to the beginning of the year, I don't think anyone expected these teams to be as bad as what they are. Frankly, because of Bill Belichick on the Patriots side and on the Raiders side, getting a vet quarterback in Garoppolo and having one of the best receivers in the league in Devontae Adams, no one really expected it. It's crazy to think that. Um, I think, though, Mac Jones will continue to be trash this week. And I also think that sometime during the game, they will bench him for probably Bailey Zappi, I would assume. Um, I think Devontae Adams comes back, has a huge game, maybe 120 yards, a touchdown or two. I'm going to take the Raiders on this one. Um, It's one of those also that's hard to pick, but yeah. Give me, give me the Raiders here. Give me the Raiders, too. I am no longer picking the Patriots. <laughs> I picked them last week to upset the Saints, and that wouldn't work out at all because I said, well, Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time, but if he loses this, he should be on the hot seat. And after that, after the last few weeks, that man deserves to be on that hot seat. Uh, Bailey Zappi got a little run last week. Uh, I agree with you. I think that he's probably going to come in. He's probably going to play in this one. Uh, Don't think Mike Jones is the answer. But also on the Raiders side of things, Jimmy G has Devontae Adams. And he only had four catches the other night for 45 yards. You've got to get that man involved. (laughs) He is one of the best receivers in the NFL, and he's being wasted out there in Vegas. But – I think they'll find a way this week to win the game. I don't know if they'll get the ball to Devontae like they should, but there's still going to be too much for the Patriots, who are just awful this season. The next 425 game, the Arizona Cardinals travel to L.A. to face the L.A. Rams. The Rams are a seven-point favorite in this matchup. Gage, who do you like in this one? After picking the Cardinals last week and them getting absolutely destroyed by the Bengals, knowing that the Rams offense this week, they have Cooper Cup, who will likely be more involved in what he was last week, even though the first drive he had like five catches for 56 yards, just to let him know their pre- uh, his presence was there. Uh, um, the, uh, the Cardinals, as much as I want them to succeed, he lost James Conner to IR, once again, another player uh, going on the injured reserve. Their passing game has been okay, but it's not been anything special. And their defense has just been bad. Like I mentioned earlier, allowing three touchdowns to Jamar Chase last week, showing that the Bengals' offense is, in fact, back. Uh, I think the Rams, once again, get uh, Cooper Cup involved. They get that. Puka involved. I also think they get the run game going a lot more, something they've been lacking uh past couple weeks. Get the Rams on this one, and I think they cover. Cardinals last week uh, played the Bengals pretty close up until 
the James Conner injury. And when he went out, he went on IR. That actually hurt the Cardinals in that game. And, the you know, the Bengals had too much firepower anyways. But I think this week the Cardinals going to the Rams, that's going to hurt them being without Conner to help Dobbs in the passing game. Give me the Rams. Rams, I don't think they'll cover. I think that it'll be closer than that because the Cardinals have played tough every game except for last week was kind of, you know, they Bengals kind of ran away with it towards the end there. But uh, I think the Cardinals will cover in this one, but give me the Rams to win this game. Okay. The next 425 matchup, the Philadelphia Eagles travel to East Rutherford, New Jersey to face the New York Jets. Philly is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you got in this one, Gage? This game is one of those that I predict this week is actually going to be a really good game and be close. I think Zach Wilson um, gives another good showing out there, but I think that the Eagles' offense is just way too much for the Jets to handle. Um, I saw earlier today Sauce Gardner is questionable, and if he doesn't play, Philly's going to take full advantage of that with A.J. Brown. Um, With that being said, give me Philly on this one. And it's hard to say whether they cover or not. If Sauce Gardner plays, I don't think they cover. If he doesn't play, I do think they cover. I'm going to rock with he he does play and say that they don't cover. So... Sauce Gardner being questionable changes my pick in this one. I was going to take the Jets to upset Philly at home this week and get a huge win for the Jets for this season. But Sauce Gardner being questionable, he does not play. Like you said, they're going to take advantage with A.J. Brown because he is already hard to cover as is. And if you take out one of the best defensive backs in the league that's going to be on him, out of the equation, there is no chance that they're going to be able to cover A.J. Brown. Philly's going to exploit that. Give me Philly to win this by touchdown, so I say they'll cover. The next 425 game, the Detroit Lions go down to Tampa to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Detroit is a three-point favorite. Gage, who you got? Uh, the Lions, they're on fire this season. They're sitting at 4-1. and one. They're first in their division. And I don't think anyone expected them to do um, as good as what they've done this year. They have Sam Laporta, uh, their rookie tight end. They have all the receiving weapons and then two really good running backs. The problem with that is, is their rookie running back, Jameer Gibbs. He has officially been rolled out for this week. And also the rookie tight end, Sam Laporta, he's questionable. So not sure if he's going to play. And then on the defensive side, uh, one of their rookie defensive backs, Brian Branch, is also out this week. Does that change much? I don't think so. David Montgomery has looked incredible, even with giving some carries to Jameer Gibbs. The Bucks, on the other hand, they've been up and down, even while sitting at 3-1. and one. They have shown a lot of signs of failure. But also a lot of signs of, you know, really good potential. You still got Mike Evans in there. Um, you still got Rashad White. And I think this goes back to the first week that we did this. And I said you have Baker Mayfield at quarterback, which I think is going to cause you a problem. I'm going to take the Lions on this one, and I do think they cover. 
it'll probably be like an eight or nine point victory. So, as I've stated on this podcast for some reason, every week, I have picked against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am one in three in those picks so far. But this week, I'm going to change. No, I'm not. I'm taking the Detroit Lions. They're winning. They're covering. Tampa Bay still has Baker Mayfield as a quarterback, right? Exactly. Lions win. Lions cover. Let's move on to the next one. Tampa Bay is losing. You almost had me on that. There's an irrational hate I have against Tampa Bay, and for no reason, just because I've picked against them a couple times, and yeah, I just keep going. We're keep riding that train all year. So, so that'll lead us to Sunday night. The New York Giants. Boy, what a Sunday night game we got here. <laughs> Travel to Buffalo to face the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is a 15-point favorite. Gage. Ah, who do you like in this one? Man, I feel like this, you know, just the hardest, you know, it's not, it's not hard at all to pick. Um, even though Buffalo did get upset, like I mentioned earlier last week by Jacksonville, but um, Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, they still both went over for 100 yards. Um, I think even if just one of them does that this week, there is no reason why Buffalo should lose. Um, another... <laughs> This seems like the injury week in the NFL. Because earlier today, Saquon Barkley, questionable this week. Daniel Jones is out. Um, so, I, what's that? Tyrod Taylor, I think, is going to be the starting yeah, quarterback. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I mean, revenge game for Tyrod? No, not at all. There is absolutely no reason that the Bills should lose this game. Give me the Bills, and I do think they cover. I mean, what else do you say in this one? I mean, the Bills, they're going to win. I think they're going to cover. The Giants' offensive line is just completely horrible. Daniel Jones took 10 sacks a couple of weeks ago. No wonder he's injured, not playing. Uh, Tyrod, he may give a little bit of a spark to begin the game, you know, with his athleticism. But without Saquon there, really not much of a chance. Even if Saquon was there, I mean, maybe you could run the ball and kind of keep it out of Buffalo's hands. But. Buffalo, after getting beat last week in an upset to Jacksonville, they're going to come out. They're going to be ready to play at home. Uh, Bill's Mafia is going to be probably jumping through tables all freaking day until 820 and be just rowdy as can be by that time. And this game will be over with by halftime. Buffalo wins. Buffalo covers. The Monday night game this week, the Dallas Cowboys coming off of a beatdown against the 49ers, and I mean, they were on the losing end of that beatdown to face the L.A. Chargers, who coming off of a bye in L.A. Dallas is a two-point favorite in this one. Gage, you like? I, wow, a two-point favorite in Dallas for, for the Cowboys in L.A. is absolutely, I think, awful on whoever made the spread. <laughs> Like you said, yes. the Cowboys, they're trying to come off a beatdown last week. They've had a very up-and-down season. The Chargers are still trying to find an answer for who's going to step in for Mike Williams and become wide receiver two um, next to Keenan Allen. I don't think that's going to matter, though, because whoever steps up, whether it be their rookie or um, Joshua Palmer, who's been with the team for a while, I think the Chargers are 
the better team all around question mark is that a question mark sentence i don't really know i don't think so give me the chargers on this one somehow they're the underdogs in this game dallas coming off of the embarrassment last week chargers are coming off of a bye dallas is going to play a little angry but i don't think that really matters dak is not is not a top 10 quarterback right now in the nfl and they can't really get that. Like Micah Parsons, like whoa, what did he do last Sunday? I mean, defensive player of the year, and he didn't even show up in that game. Mm-mm. The Chargers are high-powered offense, and you know, Dallas no longer has Trayvon Diggs back there in the defensive side. And ever since they've lost him, they have looked different than they did the first couple of games of the year. But give me the Chargers in this one. In the Home upset. Chargers will win that one. That still blows uh, my mind that they're underdogs on this one. Yeah, I, I don't – especially after last week's game. I mean, I know the 49ers are the best team by far, but a 29-point beatdown like that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, the bye week teams this week, uh, the Green Bay Packers are on a bye, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are on a bye. But Gage, what what are you planning on doing this weekend uh, during the NFL with the Steelers on the bye? It's going to feel so weird to not watch a football game this week that consists of a Pittsburgh team and getting all upset and yelling and having some heart attacks when it's a close game. Uh, I might actually be able to relax this week, which is something that I haven't been able to do this season. So hopefully just, you know, watch a few good games. Um, maybe see some divisional rivals uh, take an L. So this way the uh, the Steelers can <laughs> climb their lead a little bit in the AFC North. Although I think when it comes down to it, even if they make the playoffs, they're not going anywhere. So This is a perfect red zone week for you. Like just sit and just watch the red zone all day oh, yeah. from start to finish. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the best thing about, you know, the Bengals playing on the Monday night or Thursday night or being on the bye is like, oh, okay, well, I can watch Red Zone just sit here and just chill out. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that's – And, hey, you never know. Maybe the city of Pittsburgh, since they know it's a bye week, maybe they'll start more Fire Canada chants, and maybe it will actually work. I doubt it, but you never know. Uh, so was there a Fire Canada chant during the hockey game, uh, Penguins? <laughs> Yeah, oh my gosh, that was funny to watch on TV. Um, it was uh, the opening game, and you still have everyone there chanting Fire Canada. And considering a lot of the hockey players in the NHL are Canadian, um, if they don't watch football, uh, I forget who the Penguins are playing, but the other team especially had to be super confused. Like, wait, w- what's going on? What? What did we do? <laughs> Oh, that's great. I never thought about that part of, you know, hockey in, you know, in Canada. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, so uh, what game are you looking forward to since your team is not playing this week? What do you think is the most intriguing matchup? I actually have two. Um, I can't pick one over the other, so I'm going to say them both. Um, the first one is the Lions and Bucks game. I think, you know, I don't know if it'll be high scoring. I doubt it. I think it's going to be one of those you know, middle-tier games that is just exciting to watch because, you know, there's always at least one good play that's going to be made, most likely from Mike Evans, 
most likely from um, David Montgomery. He'll have a big run, most likely, like he did last week. Um, and then the other game, actually your team, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Seattle Seahawks. Um, like we said when we were uh, going over that game, both offenses are high-powered. Um, I think Cincinnati is back. Um, Seattle, I think, is very consistent. I think that will be another fun game to watch. Game I'm looking most forward to, of course, besides mine. It's the Sunday night matchup. It's the New York Giants going to Buffalo to face the Bills in what is going to be a knock. No, absolutely not. The game I'm looking forward to is the Eagles and the Jets because I think that could be a possible pretty good matchup. And when Rodgers went down, you look at the schedule ahead of time and you're like, ah, I don't know about that one. But Zach Wilson's played good. The Jets' defense is starting to get back to the way they was last year. We'll see how that goes. That's the one that's most intriguing to me. So we'll see how that one goes there. But uh, that's the one I'm most looking forward to. Man, if you could have saw my face when you started to say uh, the Bills and the Giants, <laughs> uh, my mouth, I think, just <laughs> dropped to the ground when you started saying that. Yeah, that was just a little, uh, you know, trying to throw you off a little bit there because I am definitely – not looking forward to that game. But, of course, I will sit there and I'll watch it because it's football. But it's it's not going to be great. No. <laughs> All right, man. You got anything else uh, you want to bring up or anything here? No, I think we covered it all. Uh, this is probably our, probably our longest episode and yet our funnest one that we've done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's uh, week six here. We're, we're getting down into the, you know, meat of the season coming up here. You know, everybody's, you know, Teams are starting to take buys now, and, you know, we're almost halfway through the season. Yeah, heck, after this week, we'll be a third of the way through, and it's like, man, it feels like it just started. Yeah, like uh, like that commercial says, said one night you're it's a cold night watching Buffalo, and then all of a sudden it's just a cold <laughs> night in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, I appreciate you hopping on here, and uh, we'll see how we do this week. Come back on here next week and uh, do it again. Sounds good. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. We'll see you. Yay!